Thanks for listening to the Last Days Podcast with Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. To stay connected, please check out the River of Tri-Cities Church on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, or online at riveroftricities.com. The Last Days Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Now, here's Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. Well, hello and welcome to the Last Days Podcast. This is Todd. My wonderful wife, Katie, is here with me. Yes. It is great to be with you. Thanks so much for for joining us. We're really happy that you are taking the time to listen to this podcast. And we encourage you to, of course, contact somebody. Let them know, hey, it's dropped. And you can jump online and listen to this podcast. It's coming to you. And uh, we're just going to kind of keep going along the lines of increase, at least for this this time here. And uh, we, we may be at the end of it. We may not be. I don't know. We'll just kind of see. Depends how much the Lord keeps increasing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, the more you talk about God, the greatness of God and <laughs> what he's like able unending. to do. Yeah, it, it just so keeps unending. on going. Yeah. And, uh, but we're, um, we're very thankful for you who are listening to this uh, podcast. Uh, we drop them every Monday and every Friday at 12 noon Eastern time. They get mm-hmm. dropped. Yeah, and all the way from the beautiful metropolis of Johnson City, Tennessee, and uh, we encourage you to come see us. One thing before we jump into it, we encourage you to come and make plans right now. Come and join us for our 2024 camp meeting, which starts the very last day of March, which is Resurrection Sunday, and then yes. continues all the way through April 5th. And that is AM and PM services, myself, my wife, and evangelist Tony Suarez. We are all going to be together bringing the powerful word of God. And the theme is, as it is in heaven. And so just come expecting to be blessed by the presence of God, for heaven to just come down in a mighty way, and for you to receive everything that God has for you. So we're really excited about these meetings that are coming up. You've got some time still to get a great deal on a plane ticket. If you're flying in, you can drive in. You can uh, come down many different, uh, many different avenues to be able to get here or up. And uh, so we are easy to get to. Mm-hmm. And uh, just off um, 81, um, it runs north and south. And uh, so we encourage you to, uh, to come and and join us here in Johnson City, Tennessee for that week of camp meeting. So it's going to be great. I'm really excited. I know many people are looking forward to this. We've just, we've actually had people, you know, ask us the best, when are you going to be doing a camp meeting? And, and, you know, we don't do anything really unless we feel the Lord moving that direction. We don't do it just to do it. And although, you know, there's so many like great, great ideas. um, We just, we're, we stay very busy and doing many different, you know, things the Lord has instructed us to do, but we felt very strong about this. And so, um, we know it's, it's going to be really amazing. So of course we'd love it if you could come and join us. Um, if you can't join us, maybe you can, um, share, share the information. And, um, if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, if you could go ahead and do that, please too, that would, that helps us greatly. Of course, many of you have probably subscribed already, hopefully to the last day's podcast, um, and, and give that a, a share and a like and stuff that, that helps us as well too. We, um, really 
word of mouth, and in these days with social media and the way that that works, maybe um, it's not technically word of mouth, but you you sharing it um, and passing it along um, is really actually what's the most the effective way, way of, of advertising. So we 100%. Really appreciate that. So Absolutely. yes, and that's a, a natural way to be able to increase. Very true. Many of you are in places where maybe you've you've seen the hand of God move in a great way and and God has blessed you you've increased in your your you know the work of your hands your business your family um your ministry if you are if you're called into fivefold ministry but God's plan is for us always to be increasing. And so no matter where you are right now, don't think that you're at the end of everything, that this is as far as you can go, this is all that you can do. Many times we just have to be aware that God is wanting to do more and and then really hooking up with the plan of heaven to continue the increase because there's always something more for us to hear from God, something more for us to participate in, to be able to uh, cause things to go, you know, to the next level here in this natural realm. The Word of God says that God has already given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. And so understand that there is, there's no ceiling uh, you know, people talk about, you know, we, we've hit a ceiling. We've had, No, no, there, there is no such thing, not, a, not according to the Word of God. Um, many times we, uh, because we faint in our minds or we get overloaded, and uh, many times we think, okay, this is all I can handle. There's a difference between all that we can handle and all that God can do. Okay, let me say that again. There's a difference between all that we can handle and all that God can do. God's unlimited. Right. And if you believe that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you could ask or think according to the power that works in you, then you have to understand that God is a God always of the increase. Mm -hmm. And, And he's ready. You don't have to beg God to increase. Now, Jabez... He was in a bad situation. You were right. just bringing this out in, uh, uh, when you were talking about increase uh, in our church on Sunday. Right. And you were talking about how Jabez was really cursed by his mom with the name. Right. Because his name meant sorrow. Yeah. And, and so he was attached permanently, if you would, to um, something that is not exactly what anybody would want to be labeled as a person of sorrow um, who brings sorrow but Jabez realized that it was God that could change his destiny and so he cried out to God and uh, do you have that scripture there yeah it's in um, sure it's in first chronicles uh, chapter four and starting here in verse nine it says Jabez was honorable above his brother's but his mother named him Jabez, which the Amplified Classic um, translates that as sorrow maker. 
um, saying, wow. because I bore him in pain. She so, made him, he made her sorrow. Right. He so, sorrow I mean, you know, and I, yeah, as I said, you know, it, it's like she was saying, you know, you were real pain in the butt. Not exactly the butt, but you you know, the, the area, you know, you get it. <laughs> that area. <laughs> I was trying to make it a little nicer, but anyway. Um, but I just thought, wow, I mean, to try to overcome that, because especially then so much significance was put into a name. And if you think about how many times a day your name is repeated. And so it was just not that people thought, you are a person of sorrow, but you actually make people sorry and sorrowful. So to me, that's even like a more impactful thing. Like, how do you overcome that stigma? You were probably the inventor of the game, sorry. <laughs> but that's actually kind of fun. It I is mean, a fun game, yeah. <laughs> so to think about, though, and if you, as we all understand how it works, that anything that is, is repeated, it's just reinforced, right? So again, how many times his name was reinforced and the, and the evidence before his family, his mom, his family, everything of like who he was. And I know you might be listening today and you might be saying, you know what, I grew up in a family where, you know, I was mentally abused or other crazy forms of trauma, or I was, I was told that I was stupid or that I would never amount to anything or whatever, then you, you can really then relate to this. And isn't it amazing that it points out to us because there's not, I mean, we, we, we see, um, you know, verse nine and 10 here, but I mean, there's just like not a lot. So whatever is said here, I feel is very significant, but it says that he was honorable above his brother's. So that would let you know that not only did he have a cruddy name and very, very like detrimental really to even his self-esteem and who he would be. I mean, how do you even amount to anything in life when it's a constant reminder of like, I, your, your mother, your mother saying like, you caused me all this pain and I didn't even want you. And mm. you think, man, but, but he was honorable above his brothers, which means that that his brothers and those like surrounding him obviously did not honor God. They weren't people who served God. And yet he did. He was honorable. So when the Lord says someone is honorable, wow, that that's that goes so far beyond even a person mm-hmm. saying that. So in the midst of like crazy like no hope in life and what everybody thinks about you. And, and imagine how much he must've been mocked by his family and, and his brothers and everything, because that's what happens when you're, when you're the righteous one or you're, you're attempting to live in a righteous way, you know, people around you, your lifestyle, what you do, the way you operate, it convicts them. You're not even trying to, it's just that the, the presence of God that you carry in the midst of people that are wicked or evil or simply religious or they, which evil and religious sometimes unfortunately it's about the same thing they're very synonymous aren't they wow (laughs) (laughs) to jesus they were you didn't get much more wicked or evil than the religious people right right. they were the ones who put him on the cross (laughs) Uh, yes that's the the epitome of wicked he just you know he called them out for what they were which is what needed to happen so you know so we you know i don't feel too bad when we do that today because yeah anyway (laughs) 
we're not going to take their crap. <laughs> That's right. That's what she wanted to say. That's right, because we don't That's give it. a crap about what you think. Not you guys. I'm talking about religious people. Religious you know that folk. come. That was that saying was really just in response to you know some more religious feedback. You know that we were were getting that it was just you know might as well just let people know like like really we I mean <laughs> it really makes no difference what. What, what anyone re- thinks. Yeah, what religious person is going to say and try to criticize. They know nothing, do nothing anyway. They are nothing to us. <laughs> but go back, going back to Jabez here, that, um, you know, he was, he was honorable. And so out of that, you know, his, we read then his, his prayer in verse 10, says Jabez cried to the God of Israel, which anytime you see that, you know that like, this isn't something, let me just like throw up a, throw up a little prayer to the man upstairs. You know, it was like, this is obviously coming from his heart. You know, that this is like, God, you've got to do something here in my life. Cried to the God of Israel saying, oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border. And I mean, as soon as he starts like, like crying this and saying this, praying and like out to the Lord or whatever. I mean, this is a prayer of faith. Like I was thinking, how did he even know in the natural speaking? I mean, we know God must have put this in him. He had to have seen the goodness of God, which we all, you know, sometimes you got to learn to recognize it, but we, we all begin to see that, um, that, how did he even know? I was thinking to in the midst of his his life and and being the sorrow maker and you know being the only only honorable one in his family and everything. But he did not pray a prayer of doubt and unbelief. He did not, not pray a small thinking prayer. No, he's like Lord, that you would bless me and enlarge my border, and that your hand might be with me. And you would keep me from evil so it might not hurt me. Mm-hmm. Like this is like touching like every area. He just prayed this bold, amazing prayer. And then isn't it amazing these last like five words here? And God granted, granted his, request. his request. Yeah. It was like the Lord didn't say, you know what? Um, it, it's too late for you. You know, no, I mean, you're in the midst of people who don't honor me. Um, you know, he didn't, he didn't, the Lord didn't say anything. He just, yes, yes. And amen. And not just, yes, I will do it. But I mean, it was just like, it was done. It was done like that. Amen. Because God hears the prayers of the righteous. Yes. He responds to their cries and, and, if we will, if we'll recognize that God will help us, no matter where you are, God wants to bless you. He wants to be known as the God where blessings come from. And every, the word says, every good and perfect gift come down from our Father which is in heaven. And so that's what, that's what he wants to be known as. The devil is known as a thief. He's known as a liar. He's known as you know one that comes steal, to kill and destroy. In John ten ten, that's that's his mo. But you have to understand, Jesus said, "I've come that you would have life, and have it increasingly big, okay, abundantly." Because that's what in, right. that that's what it means, right? And so every area of your life. God intends for it to be better, be bigger, be 
be greater. And so if you're looking at different things that are going on in your life, in your family, in your business, in your ministry, in whatever it might be that revolves around you, that you touch, then I want you to understand that God will, if you'll acknowledge him, you'll recognize him, and you'll be thankful for what you have, God will bless you. You don't want to you don't want to do something. You're not motivated, I guess I should say, to do something good or to bless somebody who is a complainer. Oh my god. Who gosh, is a that's grumbler? So true. And you know, and you just hey, let me just I just make it real here. <laughs> you know, as a pastor, sometimes you have people who <laughs> who they come and you know, and they just they're they're whiners and they're complainers and they want you to help them. Right. And no, no, not just you to help them. They want you to do it for them. They oh, don't yeah, want to listen to what you tell them how to do it. They just want you to take care of it. No, I'm not talking about really people in, that are members of our church. I'm just talking no, about... because we teach them. Yeah. I'm talking about you just have people that come and try to, you know, latch on to you because they see that God has blessed you. They see that God has helped you. They see that God is with you. But they want to do their own thing. They want to they don't want to make any changes or anything like that. But they want you to do everything to fix stuff for them so their life is better. Meanwhile and easier. Yes. Yeah. Meanwhile they you know they'll they'll do nothing. They'll do nothing. Mm-hmm. And um, we come across these people you know, all the time, or they come well, across us. Modern day society is like producing these people. It you is. Know? I mean, it's, you know, literally. I, I You're know a church. You owe before. us this. I'm yeah, like, and really? entitlement. And then it's it's almost like the way that they talk, even the tone of their voice well, and the way they end their sentences. Everything becomes very whiny, very emotional, very like, don't, don't offend me, but yet give me everything that I want. Oh, I just, you know, people that like, even the ra- the way they're raising their kids and everything, super soft. Just like, seriously. It- it's it's honestly really ridiculous. Well, that's a thing right there. <laughs> you got these wimpy boys that... Hey, come on, guys. You can you can do better. Men, you can do better in raising in raising boys that are real boys, okay? And, and I have to say, I'll, I'll speak to the ladies for a minute here because I know that, you know, sometimes... Like, obviously, you guys know, or probably most of our audience knows, we have we have three boys. Right now, young men. Well, adults now. <laughs> 21. I, it's well, still not in my the 14-year-old. You know, right. He's, 21, 18, He's and taller than everybody, but... <laughs> we put him in his place. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, but, um, you know, one thing that I had to learn just as, as a lady... Now, thankfully, I grew up with brothers, and I grew up, like, outdoors, and I grew up doing sports and all that kind of stuff. So I was... Even though I'm a very feminine lady, and I love, like, makeup and hair and nails and all that kind of stuff, I, I still, like, you know, my... We worked outside. We went and got firewood, you know, like, you know, we carried firewood and all the time. We, we did all the outdoor sports and all the stuff. So I'm not, but even I'm just, even as a lady, let me just say, and, and raising boys, I had to realize there are times I just need to back off, let the dad, their father, 
my husband handle this and handle it in a way where I'm just, I, I can't interfere and go, oh, I don't think you, I think you're being a little too rough with him. I don't think that, that you should say that. And I definitely wasn't perfect in that. And I had to receive some correction from you and also from just even books that I started reading and realizing mm-hmm. that actually, actually they need that from the father. They do. Now, of course, you you are and, and were such an amazing father even raising them because you would still do all the fun stuff with them and wrestle with them and actually all the kind of like the rough and tough you stuff. You got to do that. Yes. You, it's you actually play, very... You got to play sports with them. You got to wrestle with them. Well, I'm talking when they're little. Let them get hurt. I'm not it's talking fine. about your 30-year-old kids that still live at home with you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That'd be weird to wrestle. I'm, I'm, talking, I'm talking when you're raising your children. Um, right. You can't you can't be this soft to get them get them out from behind the 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 Screen, screens and right. everything like this and and you might have a boy that maybe he's you know very intellectual and everything he loves to read and everything like that no don't let him stay in books all the time right. send him outside let make him learn a sport make him learn how to throw balls and yeah and work hit, in hit the, the yard baseball and, and yeah, yeah dig and play and and yeah they they you, you need to create men and you have to do that through influence right and it's not that like even if you have um boys and girls or you know that that even like lean more towards like music and art and that like more the creative you know types or whatever that doesn't mean that that's everything they have to do or that there's anything wrong with them it doesn't mean that at all i mean you know you're like an extremely manly man type and yet you're amazing at singing and and playing the keyboard and maybe not so much art you can draw snoopy really well but (laughs) but it's i didn't push it in those areas (laughs) But you know, it'd be artsy fartsy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, let's not. Anyway, um, <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is. The boys is just that... picked up the fartsy part. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, that is like so true. Wow. Wow. Anyway, but um, we just have to be able to, you know, be and help our children even be well-rounded I guess you know just because there's been things that our kids haven't wanted to do we didn't just like okay well then you don't have to do that or even it even places like I remember you know a, a couple times that we've we've gone to like, you know, more of a, like a musical concert or like a theater thing or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, live theater and stuff like that, you know, Oh, I didn't want to do that. No, no, actually you're going to go and you're going to, you're going to learn some appreciation for something. Yeah. And, and actually it helps them in being able to socialize and interact with all different types of people and not be awkward. Yep. And let me just say that, that first of all, we recognized that, you know, with, with homeschooling your kids and everything, that there could be that tendency for them to be socially awkward, okay? So as a parent, you're going to help them develop in all areas. That doesn't mean that I threw them out into the public school system so that they could be socially normal. Now you look at, like, honestly, many of the kids that come wow. out, out of, and they're just like, it, it, it is because of the indoctrination it is the indoctrination but then they get exposed to all this stuff way too early in life that they shouldn't be Mm -hmm. but then many of them are even like like what what happened to you you're just like weird because you went to public school i mean just because of the direction that it's gone but i started out saying that with with let you know 
guys are meant, males, men are meant to be strong. They're meant to be strong leaders. As a wife and as a a, a lady, you need to let them be the strong leaders is where I was kind of going with that. Right. Because if you end up feminizing them or making them weak and, and you know, just like, I mean, this is going to be a crude way of saying it, but you'll get the point. Like, like just, you know, let them have balls, you know? Yeah. They have them and for a reason. There should be testosterone in your boys that actually has to be held back. Right. Okay. That's true. And they, and you, you know, teach and they, they, rough, they get sometimes too rough and everything, but that's how God created them. You trying to say, and, and society is now trying to tell every boy that acts like a boy that, oh, you're ADHD. You know, you need, you need some sort of medication and everything to calm you down. No, actually they don't. They're just boys being boys. And you, you just got to give them things to do and let, yeah. them, let them go out and be outside. It's the parents are the, are the main issue because right. they don't want to handle anything. Right. They're, they don't be responsible. I don't say your. They are, they're too soft. Right. They're too, you know, they, oh, I don't, I don't want any, any drama. Listen, every life has drama. Learn how to direct it and learn how to, learn how to give people, you know, the ability to express themselves. Right. Um, I'm not talking in some ungodly way. I'm not talking about, you know, people going out and beating somebody else up or killing someone or destroying somebody's property. Well, they just like fire, so we let them burn our neighbor's house down. <laughs> I'm not talking about that, okay? It's uh, their way of expressing themselves, and so they go into the city, and they, they just take, you know, spray paint, and they deface every, all the buildings downtown. No, no, I'm not talking about, the, about that junk. And because that is what society is saying, okay, now that's normal. No, that's no. not normal. That's because, that's because people have no boundaries. Right. And, they're, there's, and, and so they're just, they just run wild. And, um, and so you've got anarchy then and, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff going on. And I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people who are, um, you know, are very strong. They, they know who they are. They have, they have outlets of things to be able to to do they are they are kind though they are gentle men right listen gentle men yes. that's what we need to be developing in the church gentle men okay because kindness and gentleness this is part of the fruit of the spirit but you still have to be a man Right. I'm not talking about a wimpy man, okay? I'm talking about a gentle man. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about, you know, some snowflake out there either. I'm talking about somebody who has gentleness as part of their life, but they are all 100% man. And so you don't, you don't doubt it. You can see it in the way they walk. You can hear it in their voice. You, you, you sense it when you shake their hands even. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. When I shake some people's hands... Some guy's hands, I'm like, what in the world did I, it's just like I'm, like I'm shaking a rag. It's like, oh, come on, man up here. And I've actually told some people, Do you, is that your best grip? Is that what you've got, really? Oh, my gosh. You know, and you, you gotta, you know, that needs to come out of who you are. Right. And, and I'm not talking about, and this is stupid, toxic masculinity. Um, oh, my Lord. I wanna, what an 
idiot phrase. I know. Toxic masculinity. And there's nothing toxic about it. It's just the world is scared of masculinity. Right. And they want to feminize American men. Why? So they can take over our country. Yeah, that's and, um, it. And people need to realize that is the purpose. That is the agenda. It's very clear. It's been stated. Yeah. Just like even you've been, you know, teaching or not teaching out of, but referenced a couple things with the Naked Communist, that book. Yeah. And I mean. Leon Skousen's book. Right. And, you, and you, we see now. Cleon. Right. We're so much dealing with the effects of the whole feminist agenda. Absolutely. And so ridiculous. And it's now. getting into into the churches in such a right. huge way. And so you've got these women trying to be manly and you've got the men trying to be I don't know what they're trying to be. Feminine just and pansies and just wusses. give in to the ladies and and you know, it's 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 all just so messed I have, up. I have no tolerance for any of that. I right. have no tolerance whatsoever. And it's and an it's, insult. It's ungodly. Yeah, it's an insult to God's creation. That's exactly right. Because God created us perfectly, and He's the one who designed man, and He's the one that designed woman, and they're both equally important. They're both actually equally strong. It's just you try to go out of your lane, and you don't, and and then you lose power. Actually, mm-hmm. you lose because you're losing your purpose. You're stepping aside. You're actually handing down and aside. It's putting aside actually the strengths and the godly character traits that the Lord meant for you. It's just like the man, you know, has has certain strengths about him. The woman has has just as as powerful and everything strengths within her. But each one has to stay within within their lane and not try to change the other one, not try to control the other one, not try to get in their lane and tell them how to do their their job. Actually, you'll be the most effective, the most powerful. And receive God's anointing and power when you just walk in how God created you to, in your womanhood or in your manhood. You step out of that and you actually lose God's anointing. Absolutely. There's Absolutely. no flow then. You know, I'm thinking back many years ago, and uh, this was when I was down in Tampa, the dean, and there was a, there was a young man there who had gone through some abuse when he was younger and and was allowing that basically to kind of dictate bible bible school student and everything like this so loved the lord was saved um filled with the holy spirit but still was giving into uh you know it's like feministic traits and everything like that and so i pulled him aside i said listen i want to tell you you got a man up i said you can't do this I said, this is not the plan of God for your life. And so I pulled him aside, and, and I met with him every week for, I don't remember, for a few months anyway, and was just like, okay, one thing after another, let's talk about this. This is how, you, this, is how this comes across when you do this, when you walk, when you hold your hand that way, when you, mm-hmm. when, you know, just, just all kinds of different things, very practical. And, and he was just like, oh, I had no idea. I don't want to be come across that. I said, mm-hmm. this, is what, mm-hmm. this is what you are allowing to come into your life. And so you have to come against this. You have to stand against it. You have to resist mm-hmm. because this is not what God has for your life. And I want to tell you, the, the guy, he took the word 
and he received it. That's awesome. And it was it was not an easy word because I wasn't trying to, you know, in a soft way deliver it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I have no tolerance for it and everything like that. But I saw some incredible stuff inside of this guy, and I knew if this guy will make some changes, the the his future could be absolutely amazing. If not. He has a very small future ahead of him. Very right. limited. And he he and would attract the wrong thing that he absolutely. actually doesn't want. It bring destruction into his right. life. Right, but people don't realize yeah. sometimes even how a familiar spirit can get involved yeah. there and everything. And, and so many people you you head in because not going in the the direction of the word of God, you invite destruction. You invite elements of destruction into your life mm-hmm. because that is what is attracted to you, the things that will destroy you. Right. And, and st- instead, when you are, when you're walking in line with the plan of God for your life, it, de- it, it deflects destruction. Mm-hmm. And things that would try to come against you, they realize I, I have no influence on that type of a person there. You, the, the works of the enemy really have no effect on the godly life of a man or a woman because you're living the life of faith and you're trusting God and the fiery darts of the enemy, they just they, they hit the shield of faith and they don't go anywhere. They're consumed by it. And so this, this young man, he made he made incredible efforts and started making changes. He would ask me, you know, what, what do you think about this? What about this? And, and we just go through, through different things. And, um, I didn't know his past. In fact, when he had, uh, when he had completed his application for Bible college, he didn't even put that down on the, on the application, um, as something that had taken place in his life. And, uh, and so that came out. I was like, you know, why, why, why are you acting this way? What, what's going on? What's, what's, what's happening here? And because I'm here to help people. And, and other people might say, well, you know what? You, you, you hindered him from going in the, the, the way that he was naturally going. No, 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 no. He was going in a direction, and a, a perverted demon of hell got a hold of the situation and began to cause him to go in a way that was against the plan and purpose of God for his life. And so he had to have some godly influence back in his life to help straighten things out. And I want to tell you, the great thing is, is he, he's made, he made changes. And now you, you look at the life, you look at his life and there's no evidence of that whatsoever. He married a wonderful lady. Um, everything, everything started blossoming and blooming, and, and not in a weird way in his life. I mean, just growing not in, in, a in just like way. yeah, not flower child. <laughs> um, that's probably the wrong word to use. Blossoming and blooming when you're talking about a man. Okay. Anyway, uh, but. <laughs> Good grief. But anyway, everything came to fruition. And, <laughs> and, and you see a, a great person now who is um, b- before many thousands and thousands of people who, um, who regularly um, he's imparting to. Wow, that's and so, awesome. that's the, so the awesome. great thing is, is that God 
has a plan. Remember, this is where we started off to increase your life. The enemy has a plan to decrease your life and to bring destruction into it and ruin into it. And unless, unless you or you know, maybe you know, talking about young ones, we've also done it. Unless, unless you looking at your kids or those that you influence, maybe it's your grandchildren, and you say, hey, you know what, they, they, they need some help here in their development. And uh, my father-in-law, Katie's dad, he uh, has a great, uh, I call it a Noelism because his name is Noel. Uh, he says, you know what, it, you know, people get, get ble- what is it, they, if you don't raise your kids. Oh, yeah, if you don't, if you don't raise your kids right, God will give you another opportunity. Another opportunity. And yeah. you'll get to raise your grandkids. Yeah, there you go. And so. <laughs> Which, you know, some people go, oh, I'd love to raise my grandkids. No, that no, shouldn't be the case. Actually, that's not, when you're a grandparent. You you are supposed to be enjoying enjoying the fruit of just you know having them over and spoiling them and having the most awesome times and of course imparting to them and things like that and then and then giving them back to their parents <laughs> to do all the hard work to, to figure <laughs> out you know wow but typically the reason grandma why and grandpa people, gave you a drum set that's nice <laughs> yeah, the reason why people end up raising their grandkids is because their children have made a whole bunch of mistakes or they're in jail or they're not, they're not um, able to raise the kids. So then it falls on the grandparents, which at that point in life, that's not where you're, you know, you have a lot of energy and strength and everything. And it's very, very hard for grandparents, of course, to be the strong parent that is really that they would need to be to again, institute discipline and love in a correct way but you know it's awesome i i feel like we didn't you know on this podcast intend to really go in this direction quite like this at all but you know just thinking not at all yeah just thinking how that's all the notes we have in front of us right now which are (laughs) Uh, where are the notes oh there's no notes you started us in a direction yeah Um, blame it on jabez (laughs) right (laughs) we are enlarging our border right now on this podcast but you can see how I feel like many people actually don't know how to bring increase in a godly way into their family, into their marriage, into their family, into raising kids, and really how important that is in our society today, and and honestly, how lacking it is, even within many Christian families, because, I mean, I know sometimes it's just like there, there are a lot of families that honestly are out of biblical order. And you don't have a strong man. You have a lady who is strong in the wrong ways. And, you know. Because she works hard for the money. <laughs> and he ain't bringing home the bacon. <laughs> but, uh, you know, um, and then and then it's, it's, you know, a strong marriage, they say, is actually the best thing that you can give your kids. Amen. Amen. And so, and it 100%. takes a lot of work. It takes, you know, spending time together, having the honest discussions, it takes listening a lot of to work each for other. My wife. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Maybe you go um, do that too now. No. Um, but you know, you you gotta get. Not only do you, as a as a husband and a wife, of course, gotta be on the same page. Like you've got to do what it takes to be able to demonstrate and carry out a powerful life. Actually, mm-hmm. and of course, as ministers and even within those leaders within the church which hopefully all of you know you are that are listening you may not be in fivefold 
ministry, but you should be a leader and example even within the church. Because I know like within really a correct, even church structure, we look at, at our church and just within our church, even though we're not like, you know, a mega church yet or anything like that, you will see many, many leaders within all different types of areas that some, you know, many of them, they're not even on staff with us. But of course, one of our, our, um, the parts of our vision here, you know, is it's encounter God, equip leaders. So and then expand the kingdom. So we're all about raising up leaders. And of course, within the family, there needs to be that as well. And that's one of the areas that we work on. But what I was starting to say is that as a a leader in the church and in the kingdom of God, you know, your requirement, my requirement is, is that our family needs to be in order. That's something that is a biblical requirement. If you look, go look at, at like first Timothy, when Paul is, is, is teaching him and, and second Timothy and stuff, it's like, if someone is even, you know, a deacon or anything, they're, they're the whole test and proof of if you can lead in the body of Christ is actually if your family is in order. And I know Pastor Adonica, you know, our, our pastors, Pastors Rodney and Adonica Howard Brown, you know, she has a great saying that I thought, man, this is so true. She says, you know, if it's not working at home, don't, don't export, export it. it. Amen. You know, so in other words, that's like, you know, the, the testing grounds. Now, you might say, well, I'm not even married yet or whatever. Well, then obviously you don't have that yet, you know, within, you know, that you're trying to to pass it. Hopefully you have great relationships still with, you know, your family members. A lot of times people, they can't even figure out how to, how to honor people in their family or respect or get along or be a blessing within their family. And yet they think it's all just about, well, if they're Christian or if they're nice to me or whatever. And that's, that's actually not the way that it works. But if we're going to have increase, which that's our portion, that's what's been made available to us. But of course, sometimes our actions and what we're actually doing and our mode of operation is is really what is limiting and keeping us back from increase. And you should be seeing increase within your marriage. Mm-hmm. You should be seeing new levels of of intimacy and trust and and just appreciation and respect for for each other and everything. And you as parents you're actually the model that the children follow and they need to be able to follow a godly model Yeah, because they're going to look at you and without us, any of us even realizing we actually, because we've seen a pattern, even if we're just like, oh, my dad was really bad or my mom really sucked at being a mom, a good mom or whatever. We actually, without excuse me, even trying to replicate that, that because we've seen that pattern before our lives, unless we have a change from the Holy Spirit and allow a work to take place in us, like we we embrace that and we actually change the way that we operate and think and everything, we will repeat what has been patterned before us. Very true. So you that can happens. see, yes, how important it is that as a married couple, as husband and wife, important to say that these days we're not talking about two men or two women being married i don't care if the law 
says that it's legal in it's your wrong. state. It's, it's wrong. Sin. It is ungodly. It is not and the way. And it's another thing that we do not tolerate in the kingdom of God. That's right. Be, why? Because the word of God does not tolerate it. And it called, and it says it won't be found in the kingdom of God, okay? So people, well, you're, you're just a homophobe. No, we're not scared of homosexuals. Okay, that's what that would be. Not at all. Why would you be scared of one? Anyway, what we're talking about is instituting the word of God and carrying out the word of God. And if you want to increase and be blessed, you the only way that comes about in your life is because of the, the Bible. Be you following the Bible and follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, which always lines up with the written word of God. And mm-hmm. so it's so important, though, and I, that's why I think this is so great, babe, us talking about these things, is because people, people can go years being in the church and be like almost like frustrated. This is so sad to me. Very frustrated and not understanding. You know, Lord, we, we feel like we're believing your word. Why aren't we increasing? And yet they won't make some of these adjustments within their marriage and yeah, home absolutely. life. Yeah, say that. Amen. You, you can't just continue along a path that does not produce fruit and just think, you know, well, someday, someday something will happen. It's like you've taken a dead twig and you planted it in the ground, expecting a tree <laughs> to suddenly start growing and fruit coming off of it All the one leaves day. to go from being crinkly brown to green. Yeah. Oh, let me take this dead work. leaf and stick it you know and the no end of it There's in the ground there no you 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 have to do things properly okay and so you have to take the seed of the word of god and plant that in your life and do the word if you don't do the word you're not going to see the fruit of it Hey, this is Dr. Todd Holmes, and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast, whether it was myself or my amazing wife, Katie, maybe the two of us together. If you want to be more than just an occasional listener and desire to really stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to this generation, go to riveroftricities.com, riveroftricities.com, and click on Donate to be a part of the last day's army of monthly partners that we're taking ground with. If you'd like to do that, I would like to send you a special gift for partnering with us. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. God bless you.